Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your safe place to talk about anything strange, paranormal, fringe, UFOs, UIP if you're fancy. You all know I'm a witch, and I have been trying to get a more diverse um, set of authors on recently. So like last week, I had Mitch Horowitz, um, and he's you know studies the occult and esoterica. So he was great to have on. And then tonight I have Miss Ada, who is a little bit of witch royalty in my eyes. She is an author of many books. I have two of them right here that we're going to talk about. But um, before I get to her, I want to say thank you to people popping up in the chat, in the live. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I see Kat and I see a new face, Sandra. Oh, wait, no, I see Sandra. And then anybody listening live later or sorry, live later. Oh, my gosh. Listening to audio only later on Anomalous Podcast Network or on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave your feedback. But before I keep talking for no reason, Miss Ada, would you like to introduce yourself and tell people who you are, what you do, what your passion is? Well, my passion is sitting right here to two German shepherds. <laughs> That's my passion. Oh, sweethearts. <laughs> so um, my name is Miss Aida and... I am a witch. I feel like I am anonymous. I am a witch. You know, that's how I felt when I came out of the witch closet. You right. Know? You're just like waiting for everybody to like run up with torches. You're like, <laughs> I'm a witch. So I was born and raised in a family that practiced Santeria, Brujeria, and Palo. So for me, it was all normal, but I, it was normal for our household, but I had to keep my mouth shut whenever <laughs> I went out or hung out with anybody. And this went on for years and years. And you know how kids are, your parent, your parent tells you something, your family tells you something, and you're so inundated with do this spell, or we're doing that spell or whatever. And, you know, at some point I just rolled my eyes and walked away kind of, I guess, embarrassed, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and they're old fashioned and this and that, and I don't want anybody to know. And now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're raised in this type of household, write everything down because yes. now I mm -hmm. sorely, sorely, sorely regret having walked away, having not paid attention to many, many things, um, because I could probably be the author of at least 10 encyclopedias if I had listened to everything every family member said, everybody, you know, my godparents, you know, it, it's listen to your elders, friends, listen to your elders, you know, now when I hear somebody old, and I'm old, okay, I'm 66, but when I listen to somebody older than me, you know, I listen, I listen, even if it sounds like mumbo jumbo, you know, so as time went on, I got, I, I am a Santera, I am a Palera, but in, in those religions, which I love very much and, and respect them, there's a lot of animal sacrifice, and I just couldn't do it anymore and so i discovered hoodoo and i learned hoodoo and hoodoo derives its traditions from africa it's an african um derivative tradition santeria palo brujeria cuban brujeria those are well they're from africa too brujeria is also a tradition but 
um, Palo and Santeria are African um, traditional religions. So they all derive their roots from Africa. So hoodoo was pretty easy. And what I loved about hoodoo was that there are no animal sacrifices. And so then, you know, as time went on, I came out of the witch closet and here I am. <laughs> yes. And you, you're teaching so much to people and I, I can resonate with, I, there's that thing going around. It, it was said, if you could sit on a bench and talk to anybody, you know, and, and if you could sit on a bench and have a conversation with anybody, I thought about my grandpa and grandma because my grandma was the one that I was the mediumship gift came from. She was the one reading cards late at night, yelling at me, telling me it was none of my business to be poking my head around the corner. <laughs> you know, she was, she was the one bearing saints and lighting candles, you know, but we weren't allowed to say it because we were Catholic. So, <laughs> you know, right, 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 so, but right. I wish I could pick her brain um, being out of the witch closet. And that's kind of like a, that's kind of like a crazy event when you first start telling the rest of the world, you know, we all have our private practice, but it's like when you announce like I'm a witch or you're just waiting for all sorts of feedback, you know, to happen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember in the workforce, it didn't happen. I'm an Air Force veteran. It didn't happen in the Air Force, but in civilian life, there were a lot of nurses and doctors that <laughs> just immediately recognized that I was a witch and I deny it vehemently, vehemently <laughs> deny it, you know, and it's like, dang, you know, and they didn't care that I denied it. They knew better, you know. Right. <laughs> I, it's fun to joke with people like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> I've had like my husband's an officer in the army and I've had people pull me aside like, hey, are you a witch? Like, you know, like an army of. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not too much uh, conversation about the metaphysical in the military. No, but, you know, they are getting more open with it. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's nice to see the military changing that way, more open, at least from what I've been able to observe, like oh, more open to LGBTQ community. I know my husband's very open to that um, and does not tolerate any sort of like heckling when it comes to somebody's religion or their sexuality. So um, maybe that's just his generation, but I know it wasn't always like that. But no, yeah, I, when I was in, if you were a lesbian, you were you were kicked out. If they discovered you were a lesbian, you were kicked out immediately. Yeah. Boom, dishonorable discharge. That is so crazy like to think about. You know. Yeah. Well, now I think slowly but surely things are hopefully improving. Now you say hoodoo. The I have something cute and funny to tell you. Um, I when I was a little witch trying to like discover everything, there was not the internet as accessible as it is now. I had to go to libraries, I had to go to Barnes and Noble, oh, I had yeah. to go to Hot Topic. Hot Topic used to have all these spell books, and I found this book. <laughs> Charm spells and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And um I one of my little friends borrowed it and and her dad took it away because we were Catholic and he was Catholic and I was like so devastated but then I found it again later and I was like oh my gosh that was like my first spell book that I bought you know um I was always in the backyard mixing plants and doing weird stuff like but that was I just thought it was funny because it has a lot of hoodoo practice inside here um inside this book so but if you guys are wondering what books Miss Ada wrote she's right she's written a lot but these are the two that I have 
um, hoodoo cleansing and protection magic. She has one on justice magic, um, but you'll find hoodoo very approachable. And especially if you have a little bit more of like a background um, from Catholicism, because I feel like it's it's easy to to go between take your beliefs that you may have learned and put them into magical practice. Am I, is that, um, I think, I don't know that, I don't think I'm doing it justice, but um, how would you explain hoodoo to somebody that is just approaching the subject? So in hoodoo, we believe that the Holy Bible is our master spell book, right? And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times you have reverted back. We couldn't do this because we're Catholic. We couldn't do that because we're Catholic. And I have found through my life that I have had some heavy duty esoterical conversations with Catholic nuns. Okay. I mean, they would tell me about their out of body experiences and all kinds of stuff. And the more that one studies the Bible, the more that one can see that there's a lot of metaphysical in there, right? Maybe worded a, a little differently, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's metaphysical. I mean, that's where you get your, you know, the the, the Torah, which is uh, the first uh, five books of the Hebrew Bible, you know, and that's where the the practice of Kabbalah comes from. And, and what about King Solomon? Look at everything <laughs> that he did, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all metaphysical. I mean, Jesus doing exorcisms. There's two places in the Bible, you know, because I don't know if people know this. Now, the Catholic Bible consists of the New Testament and the Old Testament. The Hebrew Bible is a Hebrew Bible. They do not like it being called the Old mm -hmm. Testament because it's their Bible. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but the, what we have is parts of the Hebrew Bible and what we call the Old Testament. And anyway, a lot of it's been changed and changed and changed. And it has been said that Queen Victoria, you know, that was in the 1800s. She was mm -hmm. the last person to change the, the mm -hmm. Bible. But there's two places that I think is really interesting because I've talked to Catholic priests about this over and over and over about reincarnation because I'm a very firm believer. Yes. Right? And they told me that in the seminaries every day, every day, they're having, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're having arguments but they're, they're not fights, they're arguments, okay? Right, yeah. <laughs> Pro and con reincarnation. And mm -hmm. all the priests that I've ever talked to said that the ones that don't believe in reincarnation, they would always lose the arguments, right? <laughs> but there's two places in the Bible, and the first one says, um, you know, and the rest of it was wiped out. But when Jesus was meeting up with John the Baptist, someone asked him is that elijah and he said no it's it's john the baptist well you know is that elijah that to me means reincarnation right because elijah died a zillion years right there's another part in the bible in the new testament where a child was blind 
And someone, I don't know, I don't remember the names, asked Jesus, what did this child do in the last lifetime to deserve this? And Jesus said it wasn't something in the last lifetime. It was something he had to learn in this lifetime. Well, for me, that means reincarnation. Oh, yeah. So to go back to your original question, you know, for me and for thousands and thousands and thousands of others, the Holy Bible is our spell book. The Psalms, the Psalms. Yes, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that next. Yeah, they're all spells. I mean, you know, right. I, I've got, I've got uh, Psalms in my other book, Who Do Justice Magic? Mm, yeah. People. Especially okay, for justice. Yeah. <laughs> so that, those are all your spells right there, you know. Right. And they, they don't mess around too because um, I've only used it once for that, but it was for justice. And um, the one that I found, I was like, dang. <laughs> like, <laughs> if words could, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, look at the Psalms and look for your magic there for sure. You know, and that's the thing. People just kind of roll their eyes like, ah, the Psalms, it's like holy, you know, holy stuff, ah, blah, 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 blah. Read those Psalms because you'll mm -hmm. like, just like you, dang, I, I, you know, you read those Psalms, you're like, holy crap. Right, you know? right. <laughs> it's like, but I recommend that if you do use the King James Version. And not, you know, because we're, we're Catholic, we're both Catholic, but the, the St. Joseph version, which is the Catholic version, a lot of the words have been altered. Okay. Oh, okay. So I always go back to the King James version, but if you're feeling really, really, really um, <laughs> energetic and motivated, the best place to get your Psalms is from the Hebrew Bible, because those were the originals. You know, right. the original Psalms, they're, the words are different, um, you know, thou, that, you know, those kind of things. But uh, those Psalms are profound. They're totally profound. I was telling somebody the other day that, you know, Psalm 37, you know, the uncrossing Psalm, if you read that, it's like, wow, people were just as bad then as they are today. These are stories, people. These are stories. I mean, they're just, they're fascinating. And nothing's changed as far mm -hmm. as human behavior is concerned. Yes, for sure. So what was the first book that you wrote? What was that one? What what, what made you want to write your first book? Okay, so, that? you know, I, um, I was associated with Lucky Mojo. And, you know, I was their cursing and crossing queen. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> So I wanted to write a book on hoodoo cleansing and protection magic. And she says, well, she says, no, I'll tell you what, write a book on cursing and crossing. And then we'll <laughs> talk about, you know, so I wrote the book and it's their, their bestseller, right? Now she wants another book. I was like, okay, now can I write on hoodoo cleansing and protection? No. You know, write another breakup book, you know, and send people away. And then we'll talk. Well, I wrote it. And then she said, well, why don't you write something? And I was like, you know what? And that's when I went to Wiser because I was dying to get this book out. I was dying. I was so tired of people getting ripped off thousands and thousands of dollars for uncrossing and everything else. And 
All they did was throw their money away. This book is about how it happens, why you have bad luck, why you attract bad people, why um, is it that everybody frowns on you and it seems like nobody likes you. And it goes on and on and on. And it goes all the way from just having a bad day all the way to the end to demonic possessions. And I tell everybody from the beginning, you know, um, this is how you get rid of it yourself, <laughs> right? Don't be paying people a zillion dollars. It can be as simple as spraying yourself with Florida water or holy water or salt water. It can be something that simple, right? I talk about the aura, how you have to keep it clean and shiny. I explain what it is. I explain what happens to it as negativity gets um, more and more accumulated, right? How do we get rid of it? That book goes from the very, very most um, easily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Something that's easily, easily able to get rid of all the way to the most complicated. So don't be paying people a zillion dollars. You know, my, my, my biggest, biggest thing is people paying other people to light candles to remove something really profound on them. You know what I mean? So you can't, can't be paying out of all yeah. that. I just got tired of people getting screwed yeah. over. I mean, it's just so easy. Things are so easy. And as long as you know what's causing it, and I have every imaginable scenario, everything, that's control. That is the first part of having control is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And if you know why these things are happening to you, you know, you can readily fight them off or get rid of them and restore your aura. Right. And it might work better sometimes if you're doing it yourself, you know, because once you find out what's going on with you and the other person can't feel what you're feeling in most cases, right? So exactly, um, yeah. In, even if somebody does an uncrossing for you, if it's something that you're doing over and over that kind of keeps crossing you, you need to be aware of that or it's just going to keep happening. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, looks like we got somebody that knows this one. So Sam, I don't know. I should put him in timeout or I could just warn him right now. This woman does not know the scriptures. She, everything she says, I've read too, Sam. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, know. I was at Catholic school. And it knows me so well. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, these witches are laughing at me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, <laughs> so you did a really great talk. Um, you And every year, I feel like you, the, the past couple of years that I followed you in your lives, you've done a talk about why people should not be messing with um, spirits, right? So you have this great hoodoo cleansing and protection magic, and it does start with your aura, guys, and she covers everything in here. And it's nothing in here that you can't do yourself. You know, um, some people don't want to do it, so they want to hire people. That's fine, too. But at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for your own, like, energetic. And, and this is what I explain to people, okay? If somebody poured latex paint all over me and it dried and it's waterproof, 
I can't go in the shower and get rid of it just with water. I have to work at this. And that's the way it works too for things that are really, really strong, right? You can't just, ah, let me have somebody light a candle for me, right? It's, it's just not going to, it takes work. It takes work, okay? You're going to have to keep scrubbing and scrubbing, right? So And maintaining, uh, right? That's another thing, energetic maintenance after you cleanse. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh, too many people have been taken for thousands upon thousands of dollars. I can't tell you. The clients that I have gotten that I'm not even going to begin to tell you the money they put out and they're still um, damaged, especially the ones that have an attachment and you have a problem with that. How is paying somebody far away going to get rid of an attachment, especially if it's from a mischievous entity? How are they going to do how? I don't get that. You know what I mean? And right. things just happen worse and worse. And they keep sending them more and more money. Then they jump from this person to that person. And a lot of people get mad at me because they want to pay me to do it. It's like, no, because I'm not going to fly to wherever you live. Right. And bathe you and clean your house and do all, you know, you need to do this. Right. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So um, your latest, this is your latest, right? The um, A List of Demonic Names Pocket Guide. Now, when I messaged Miss Ida, I was like, let's talk about demons. And she's like, I want you to know I'm not, I don't use demons. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't mean like that. But you have the cool book. Um, it's, it's very simple and it fits right in your hand. <laughs> um, what was the need for you to write the, so it's called A List of Demonic Names, A Pocket Guide for the paranormal investigator, exorcist, psychic, and metaphysical practitioner. What is um, the motivation behind writing this book and how would one use it? Like I know how to use it because I've, I've, I've gotten myself into situations as a young witch, but um, I, I didn't have this. So I had to research, right. Or um, so what was the need for this book and why did you write it? I've, I've done exorcisms and they're not pretty. They're just not pretty. And um, I always tell people I have to be the very, very, very last resort. I mean, very last, because even I will start searching for them. You know, thank God I met uh, a demonologist now who knows a lot of priests that do this. And I also learned through my quest of finding other people that Pentecostal churches, they live for this stuff. Okay. But I'm telling you, it's nasty. It's it's not like on it is, you know, on TV where, you know, you say a couple of words or a couple of prayers and it's over. And, you know, and I try to explain to people and I explain and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what inspired me. But, you know, when when a demon enters you, when you have a possession, it's usually not one demon. And there are millions of demons and they work in a hierarchical fashion. So it's, and you would appreciate this. It's like a military structure, right? So, you know, at the bottom, let's just look at this as if it were a pyramid, right? At the bottom, you've got all your, your soldiers. And as you move up, you've got your sergeants, your buck sergeants and your, your staff sergeants and your master sergeant, tech sergeant, master sergeant, chief master sergeant, 
and so on. Then you got your lieutenants and your captains and your majors and your colonels, and then you've got all your generals. And that's how that works. So those ones at the bottom, and those are called cacodemons. They're the very, very weakest. But the ones at the bottom, the weakest ones will enter the body first. And then they bring in stronger ones, which bring in stronger ones, which bring in stronger ones, right? So when you're doing an exorcism, what happens is you're not getting rid of one. You're getting rid of several. The first to enter is the first to leave. So the weaker ones leave first, but um, it's a fight. It, it's, it's a fight and it can take days, weeks, months. And a lot of times, you know, and if you saw the movie, the exorcism are, what is that called? Is it, oh, the exorcist, right? That actually happened to a boy, a little boy. And he was, um, working the Ouija board with his allegedly spiritualistic aunt, aunt, as they say in other parts of the country. And she ended up dying and he ended up getting possessed. And it took forever and ever. And it wasn't just one priest. They were teams of priests that just went on and on. They took them here. They took them there. So, you know, what's happening is that aunt was calling in unknown entities, right? You can do the same with a Ouija board, calling in unknown entities. Some people say to me, oh, well, you know, if I, if I ask them something only my Aunt Jane Doe would know when they answer me, then I know it's Aunt Jane Doe. No. Have you ever interacted with a demon? I have. Okay. I mean, one of them went as far as to tell everybody in the room how many men I've been to bed with in my life. Okay. So they know the same thing. What a petty asshole demon. <laughs> well, no, the way demons work is they constantly lie and they only tell the truth when it hurts. Okay. Oh, wow. And I'm always portraying myself as being so pious. So he got me, you know. Oh, yeah. But, or, you know, it, it's, it isn't only Aunt Jane Doe knows this. Mm -hmm. and, you know, You've got to be seasoned. You've got to put up protection. You've got to say prayers. You know, it doesn't hurt to, to bring in holy entities. And, and, you know, as far as ceremonial magic is concerned, I have no qualms against ceremonial magic. What my qualms against it is reading, learning it through books. Okay. Ceremonial magic calls in demons and a lot of people will call them good demons. I don't. For me, a demon's a demon. Okay. But if you're going to practice ceremonial magic, the best thing to do is have a one-on-one -on -one mentor who's had zillions of years of experience. So the reason I wrote the book is because I was in a movie called A Haunting on Adam Street. And I am not a paranormal investigator, okay? So they wanted me to, it's Steve Shippey, and he owns a haunted museum in Saginaw, Michigan. He has many shows, The Haunting in the Heartland on Travel Channel. He's on Discovery Plus all the time. He just did something with the Ghost Hunters, and he just did... Um, a documentary that went on both the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. It's the, the Ghost of Flight 
401. It's absolutely fascinating. He has this massive collection of objects that either have absorbed negative energy or have been bewitched or are encasing some sort of an entity. And he had all these, this different equipment and he brought me in to identify what was what. Big job because it's a massive collection, right? So through psychometry and there was this one, this one, um, oh my God, I got near it and I couldn't stop cackling. I was just cackling. I, and I don't cackle, okay? And I couldn't stop laughing. I went, Jesus Christ, there's something really evil in here, right? So um, anyway, it turned out there was a demon in it. And um, he had to bring, he brought in a demonologist. But he's got all this fancy equipment. He's got this great big thing. And he turns it on and he's having conversations. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have conversations with demonic entities. Demonic entities believe, and most of them will say when you're trying to exercise them, most of them will say, but you invited me. Okay. They take an invitation seriously. My goodness. Yeah. They're like the master gaslighters. Like, but, but you asked for this, you know? Exactly. So, you know, if you hear voices, don't talk to them. If someone's, you know, three raps at your door, any rapping at your door, look through the peephole. Don't open that door when there's nobody there. They view that as an invitation. Mm. They view answering them as an invitation. They view a conversation with them as an invitation. If something starts talking to you, immediately start reciting biblical verses. Pray to St. Michael. Pray Psalm 121, right? A rabbi told me that when he does exorcisms, he repetitiously recites Psalm 121 and Psalm 91. But you just keep doing that aloud, aloud. You don't, you didn't invite them. Okay, but having a conversation with them is in their frame reference is an invitation, okay? And I started thinking to myself, how many people use Ouija boards that don't know what they're doing? How many people have seances and don't know what they're doing? How many paranormal investigators are there out there, especially the newer ones, right? What's the big thing they're always asking? What is your name? What is your name? And then they start having a conversation. So I wrote this book as a guide to 3,200 of the most popular demonic names, okay? You may encounter others because there's millions of demons. Interestingly enough, this really hit me hard. There was a demon that really wanted to be in this book. And I had read over 15 encyclopedias. I know a lot of more about them than, than I thought I did. And it was really, really funny because it wasn't funny. It was like, actually a nuisance but on my word the you know your office has a word and you know how when you're working on a document and it when you go back to it it's usually the first one that shows up right because you yeah. were it was the last one right underneath that was another document with some name right it was a name it was an ancient name and i'm like what the heck is this so 
I don't know, one of my dogs did something. I left the computer, <laughs> came back, right? Now it's on top and I never opened it, mm. right? <laughs> and he's got his name really big on top. And I thought he wants his name in there, right? And so what I did was I typed his name in there and I didn't have any conversations. It was hard to write this because it is said that to repeat demonic names brings in, brings them in also. Yeah. I always tell people, be careful with songs because there's a lot of songs that have demonic names in them. Mm. So be careful. Don't ever, ever, ever recite prayers or what you think is a prayer or an incantation in a language that you don't know. And right. I explained this before on another podcast that if I am reciting some sort of a love spell in another language, but I don't know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> How do I know that one of those isn't a demon that I'm asking for help? So that intention's there, even though you don't know that you right. said that demonic name. So then I started thinking about the psychics and witches, because we all hear things every now and then. It's like, go to this book. Because the ones that are going to attack, you know, are, are the most popular ones. And that's why I wrote the book. And I have very, very um, strong prayers in there. I explain the hierarchy of demons. I talk a lot, a little bit about Jim because people, I shouldn't say people, I'm going to talk about me personally. Okay. I have asked a lot of Arabic people to please tell me about the Jen. And three hours later of them talking, I'm really confused. Okay. And Jen are basically um, entities. And it was believed that they um, roamed the earth 2,000 years prior to man's arrival. And it is said that man is made of clay, that angels, and this would include the demons too, because, you know, Lucifer, he was the most beautiful angel, right? They're made from light, and jinn are made from the flameless part of a fire, okay? And you have good jinn, you have good jinn, you have jinn that are either way, and you have bad jinn. And a lot of people believe that in, in different cultures, don't believe in what we believe in devils. They believe those are actually jinn. So when you hear about King Solomon um, bringing in demons to build the Temple of Solomon, you know, another version is he brought in the evil jinn. Oh, so wow. basically, in a nutshell, that's what jinn are. Wow, that's a yeah. Because I've always they're always fascinating to read about, but. But that makes a lot of sense when you put it that way. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I noticed a lot of people are playing right now with the spirit boxes and uh, connecting with spirits. And some, in some cases, um, what is presenting themselves as like interdimensional beings. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you just open the spirit box and you just start talking to it by yourself one night. Like, I'm kind of <laughs> 
do is because I, I, I don't know. I'm not a paranormal investigator. Right. I'm not a paranormal, but I thought a, a spirit box was something to do with radio waves. Yes. And well, I mean, I wouldn't see any harm as long as you're not engaging in a conversation. Oh, but some people today. are. Some people are talking to them and just hanging out with whatever comes through. And wow. I I kind of want to be like big sister witch and be like, hey, like, did you do any protection magic before you tapped in or are you grounding or, you know, like my protocol is um, my mentor was, you know, you cast a circle, you call your guardians and you ground because that's what's keeping you from, it's another way to, to kind of like uh, have the energy flow and not get trapped in you if you're channeling or, you know, um, but I, I see a lot of people just getting them and they're not doing it just to listen, but they're having conversations with the spirit that's talking to them through the box. Wow. Wow. So um, they're, if they are demons, they're having a really easy time right now getting through to people. Oh, yeah. I mean, because there's more and more people playing, playing. There's more books out mm -hmm. there. You know, I was telling somebody that there is one book out there right now that's very, very popular. And he's telling people to use the, the incubus and the succubus for protection. And, you know, for people that don't know, an incubus is a a demon who comes as a male and performs sexual relations with the victim and a succubus is the opposite it's a female and it could be one entity and you know um what's the word i'm looking for they can be one or the other right and you know i've already had three so far that are being attacked every night and I talked to a ceremonial magician about it. And he says, you know, he had he had one-on-one -on -one for many, many years. And he said for the very, very first year, he had to learn for a year. He had to learn and practice banishing before he could learn how to summon certain entities, right? He had to be an expert at that. People are writing books and saying, do this and do that vexation is a stage of demonic possession so you have you have three stages but that fourth stage it's kind of not as popular all right but you have infestation where they're you know they're hanging around right mm -hmm. and and then you have oppression where they're really 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 affecting you. And I have all these stages in my book other than vexation. I don't have vexation in there. And, and then you have the full demonic with the possession where they've just taken over everything. And, and that person is no longer that person. Right. But there's a stage also that's called vexation. And that's when the, the demonic entity is actually physically attacking their victim. And that's what's happening to these three that read the book and decided to either use an incubus or a succubus to protect them. Now they're uh, undergoing vexation. So what does that mean to me? That means that they have already passed the infestation stage. They're already in the second stage because they're being attacked. And wow. you know, you get that from books and, and, you know, it's, oh, this is easy. Oh, this demon will help me and that demon will help you. And, 
it's just an easy way, right? You know, for something, and it isn't. There's always a price to play. Always. Right. Yeah, some people I see working with them, and it, it seems to be some people. It seems like it's fine for them, but I wouldn't um, personally because I, as a little girl, um, I had early on um, demonic attacks, and then after Ooh. I saw a UFO, I had um, visitations. Um, and astral attacks, a lot of astral attacks. Um, but one instance in Alaska, there was a spirit in that house. And I was told about him from our neighbor that lived below us. And he was very, um, he was kind of a creep with women. And if like her husband was talking down to her and fighting with her, he would throw, he, her husband got like thrown against the cabinets at one point oh. because he was being verbally abusive to her. But he definitely got, um, handsy with her and I just kind of wrote it off and sometimes I would feel something and um like when my husband was training or you know um but one night I thought that my husband had come into the bed and was trying to get frisky and why else would anything else be there touching me like that right it wasn't your husband nobody was there Ooh. nobody was there oh so right away I'm digging out <laughs> my old um you know, Archangel Michael, I used to work with some Enochian magic, um, which I know the history of it's kind of controversial, but um, kind of invoking like the archangels that I had worked with in the past to kind of help that spirit move. And it was a, it was a human spirit, um, a gentleman that was severely depressed. And then she had told me that he hung himself in the garage there. Um, but his he told me his story in a dream and then like moved on um, because I felt like I you don't want to face something that did that to you. But at the same time, if it's a human spirit, um, sometimes they can be helped. I mean, I'm not trying to save any, <laughs> every spirit that comes along, trust me, because some aren't human, but it was, um, but I've had too many experiences with like attacks from non-human beings, um, demons included, where I'm not trying to call that back in. Um, and there was a weird phenomenon. Maybe you can explain it. Like I felt like for a while, I was trying just to go back to um, like Catholicism or Christianity because it was more simple. Um, it was hard for me sometimes to, it was a straightforward thing. Like there's saints, there's angels, there's Jesus, there's God. There's none of this in-between stuff that you have to worry about sometimes with other practices. So I tried to go back, but it felt like the closer to like God's presence or experience that I got, the more I was attacked. Well, of course, they don't want you near. Right. They don't want you near God or anything holy. They're they're yeah. appalled by all of that. They're appalled by religious relics. They're appalled by prayers. You know, they're appalled by anything that represents the other side. So, I mean, of course, they're going to do everything in their power to keep you away. In other words, they're like, no, she's mine. Oh, yeah. there There's been dreams where I'm in the dream. I was, something was holding my hand and ripping off like a, a crucifix. And at the time it was like a little metal with Jesus on it. Something in the dream was holding my hand and making me rip it off. And I had ripped it off like in the night, like I was actually doing it, but I was dreaming. I was doing, it was super weird. So wow. yeah, it was you like. You were actually doing it, but you were dreaming you were doing yes, it. Yes, yes. I do a lot of dream stuff. I have a lot of like the dream work and astral work is just something that came to me at a young age. But um. But I, anyways, I, that's why I don't mess with them because I felt like I've experienced enough to know better 
that Absolutely. they're not for me. And maybe some people have, I don't know, like maybe have some sort of, I don't know, uh, something with that side of stuff. I don't where, know. You know, I wonder the ones that, you know, did give an open invitation. I mean, you know, there had to have been some sort of a deal. You know, if you do this for me, then I'll allow that. But in the very, very end, there's always a price to pay. Right. Um, you know, I talk about um, Oda May from the movie Ghost. I talk oh, about yeah. my yeah. book. And, you know, there there's a classic example because she was a fraud, right? And once she was able to communicate with Sam, I believe that was Patrick Swayze's character, right? Mm-hmm. Once she was able to communicate with him for real, right? All of a sudden, every entity in the world is in, you know, do me next, do me next. And, you know, in reality, that can happen. But along with them comes the bad entities, too. You know, so you they just like get in the mix, to... you know, <laughs> pardon me. They just what? like get into the mix, even if you yeah. they oh, get yeah. into the mix of it, yeah, you know, like if mix. you're if you're a medium, and you're trying to connect with the other side. They see like an opening. And they're just like, oh, sweet. I'll just pop right in there. <laughs> you won't know the difference. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to me, but it happens to people. But I, you know, when I do mediumship, which I don't like doing, but I will do it for some people, you know, I'm very direct and, you know, I get right to that person that right. they're trying to, to contact. And they don't really mess with me, knock on wood, that much, you know, because. Right. I really, really, and I tell this to people all the time, you know, I really, really, really love God. I really love God. And I think that means something, you know, I I think that, I think it really does mean something. I don't doubt God's existence. I don't, you know, I always thank him. You know, I can, I can look, I, I looked at a, a, what do you call the pomegranate the other day? And I, oh. and God, I was like, wow, this was really cool. God that you did, you know, um, <laughs> they are delicious and beautiful. So I can see beautiful, <laughs> and it's like, okay, then, you know, um, but you know, I, I, I think we all have that rough road that we have to go through. I did go through a rough patch. I did go through a rough patch, but, um, I had to fight it. And it made me stronger, just like it made you stronger. I didn't have it to your extent, nowhere near the extent. But what I kept hearing was, if you make a deal, we'll give you blah, 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 blah. And I wouldn't. And then things kept getting taken away from me and taken away from me. And it's like, you know what? You can take everything away from me. I don't give a shit. You know, you have to get to that point with them, though, because that's kind of, I think, what brought me finally. It was like one night. Um I had like an attraction to this crystal, right? And I was just like, somebody told me it was a protection crystal. And I was mostly into like angel magic. Like I didn't do a lot of other things, but I was attracted to crystals and herbs just naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've met Christian witches that agree, like, you know, that's there for a reason. God made that. But even other witches can agree that it's also from the creator and it's, you know, it's magic in or it's medicine, but how is medicine not magic? You know, that's a whole nother talk <laughs> and vice right. versa. But um, it was like, it was after I had my kids too. Like it was like, they started losing a grip over me and I worked with this crystal one night and I think maybe I could have put the intention into it maybe, or maybe it was just the right kind of like 
vibrational change for me that it shifted me into that place. But they just, they just got weak in my dreams. And that's where it started for me. And then it all, they all just started kind of like falling off, you know, um, they were, they would show up in the dream and I would be able to pick them out. Whereas I wouldn't be afraid anymore. Um, they would show up as these, I joke around like, like these little shit demons. Like they were just like little, <laughs> they were so small yeah. all of a yeah. sudden, you know? And I was like, they try to lie to me in the dream. And, you know, wow. they try to impersonate people some, a lot of the times. Like, oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Once yes, I pretend to be my grandpa, common. and I was like, this is horrible. I was like, you are a horrible, doing a horrible impression. <laughs> and in the dream, it was like, if you don't come back, whatever that meant, because I don't know that I was there. Whoa. But if you ever come back, if you don't come back, I'm going to keep your son from you. And in my dream, I was like, dude, he's under the bed. You just put him under the bed. I was like, you're horrible. You can't impersonate my grandpa and you hid my son in plain sight. And it just like shriveled up and it was just like less and less and less. But that, that astral attacks went on until probably until I had my kids, honestly. I don't, and wow. so I don't know if it was something that changed energetically or, and also once I came out as I'm a witch, uh -huh. maybe stepping into my own power. I don't know. It was strange how they just sort of like backed off. Um, I did have an experience with Archangel Michael where I was kind of mad and I was like, well, why do I see other people getting everything they want? Why is she like, I'm just as pretty as her. She wants, she gets what she wants. Um, I'm a better waitress than her. Why is she getting it? Why is she getting it? You know, like I was doing all this, like, why are they getting it? And he finally showed me a vision of um, what he was protecting me from. And that, that just was not for me. I'm not to give my soul to that. <laughs> so yeah. um, because the way that these people were getting it was whether they realized it or not, a compromise between their soul and something they wanted on this earth. So it's interesting. When you, you know, I, I have to chime in there too. I think also yeah. you know, like for me, you know, it, it's always been 10 steps harder than everybody else, mm -hmm. you know, and I also think that this happens a lot to witches because I think that they're giving us learning experiences. They're giving us wisdom so that we can later on teach other people. And I think that's why it's a hardship for many witches because we must learn. Our souls, I believe, are more advanced. And old. I feel like like my like <laughs> and old. Every, every I feel like um a lot of witches I meet, like they've found like when they were even little girls, people would tell them like you have an old soul. Yes, yes, or like something with their eyes, or you know, something yeah. that made them they were not like the frolicking careless child. They knew something. So right, right, um, right, right. But it's but I think that you're right, because that has to be the only justification why people some people have to do that, you know. Um because how can you possibly recognize i feel like you have to see some of the darkness or struggle a little bit in order to recognize it in other people so that you know what they're going through in order to help them it gives us wisdom and that's the name of the game you know so. i wanted to ask you something though sure um what is this i see my name Oh, she has, we have a couple questions. Oh, so okay. um, guys, I'm starring your questions for the end. 
Um, Kat has a question for you. She's awesome. And Sandra has a question as well. So whenever you're ready. We'll I just, I just put my, I just happened to see my name down there. Like, you're oh. like, now what? I think the Bible guy left. So. <laughs> we lost uh, our Bible. We, we lost the real Bible scholar from the chat. So. <laughs> oh, gee. Darn it. He was so right. I don't know scripture. I'm not a priest. You know? so I don't know where like, he got that from or she, whatever. But anyway, it's neither here. There was kind of funny, but I wanted to ask you a question now. Sure. You're asking me a lot of questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Question, okay. <laughs> you mentioned a hanging. Um, you, you said that that person hanged himself. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm starting to pay attention to people that I suspect interacted with demonic activity either directly or indirectly, like say their spouse or their significant other. Okay. And I'm starting to notice that a lot of suicides by hanging. Then you mentioned hanging. So I have a demonologist friend. And even though I, I, um, I know a lot about demons, believe me, I know a lot, (laughs) but I don't know anything about, do they prefer what type of deaths do they prefer? So I contacted my friend, the demonologist, and he's been on TV. I don't want to mention his name, but a lot of you have heard of him. And he said, yes, there are certain demons that have a taste for hanging. Wow. That's so crazy to think about. In yeah. In a bad way. You're not in a cool exactly. way. Exactly. But I wanted to ask you, was that the only one? My question to you is, was that the only one you ever heard of? Because now um, this is in the last five years now, this is the third time I've heard. It's just when you people right. say hanging, my, you know, I become a Vulcan, right? My ears get really right. big, and I, you know, or yeah. I even become, you know, what's that dumb jumbo dumbo elephant? My radar <laughs> comes out. Okay. Yeah. Hanging, hanging. Let's talk about that. Well, it's something to do with like the depression. Like it almost like it's almost like these demons feed off of like a certain type of depression is what kind of the the feeling I was getting from when I met his spirit. But I've also heard of um, there was a beautiful woman um, that everybody loved that was in service industry with me, and I was not really good friends with her. But um, she she struggled with depression, and she she took her life that way too. So um, I'm not sure what that, what sort of thing would attract that sort of demon or if it's one kind of demon that prefers that. Um, and it's kind of sick, you know, that they prefer you to kill yourself a certain way. <laughs> it's, it's, um, but yeah, that's the only two that I've known. Um, there was a guy in high school that was my boyfriend and then later on he hung himself, but he was also depressed. So, um, you know, um, that too. So, but he I was mean, really... such a, a, a horrible type of death. You know, I'm thinking why not overdose yourself on pills or something? Why take, why well, if they feed off of pain, pain. Do you have any idea what it's like not to get oxygen? That's a horrible feeling. Yeah. That's not an instantaneous death like that. Okay. Right. Right. Get it in the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, why, mm-hmm. you know, Think about how it hurts the people that find them as well, though. Um, It doesn't just hurt the person committing the act. It hurts the trauma to the family or the the loved one, friend that finds them. 
and the sight. Can you imagine? Yep. Yeah. So that was something also that like they might get like a double feed of, you know, pain yeah. off of that. They're being entertained, you know, two and one. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. So. I get it. It's horrible. Um, you know, depression definitely feels like it's on the rise and even younger and younger. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just it's scary to see so many people having it. Um, and I've seen certain um, people's demons like they've shown themselves to me, but for other people. Um, and I had a, a pastor tell me I was supposed to work as an exorcist. And I was like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> let's not. Cause I told him, uh -huh. well, people's demons were, they were, mine were showing themselves to me at the time. And then I started getting messages for other people and seeing theirs. And they would try to show themselves to me as a human, but again, they're not really good. I mean, maybe the lower ones just aren't as good at impersonating humans, but um, it was kind of freaky because I would, kind of like get the dream about the person and I'd be sure I'd meet their demon. And then I'd kind of talk to them a couple of days later, be like, Oh, Hey, just kind of catching up kind of thing. And it would correlate to the demon that I met for them. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So um, I'm wondering if like these depression demons have a face. Um, I wouldn't necessarily like to see it, but there must be a lot of them because a lot of people are suffering right now with mental health crisis and, it's, it's scary, right? That's how they'll leave you. You know, as far as what they look like, you know, this is my contention personally. Okay. If somebody were really, really, really hot looking, really good looking, I mean, really good looking and charming. <laughs> okay. I would tend to follow that person rather than the person who's appears monstrous and Right. Horrible and all the other stuff. So, you know, there we go again with the deception. Mm -hmm. Lucifer was the most beautiful angel that God ever created. I imagine Lucifer is drop dead and die gorgeous <laughs> and charming. Okay. Mm -hmm. I saw that movie um, with Al Pacino. He played the devil's advocate, oh. the devil's advocate. And I thought, you know what? This is a good representation of Satan. You know, Al Pacino played Satan. Because I think Al Pacino's hot. Okay. <laughs> I could see myself getting seduced by him. <laughs> Easy. Okay. But not some monstrous. Right. That. And, and, you know, and, and moving on, there, people are not going to be seduced by bad things. So how do they get an invitation? Remember I said demons, right. you know, take that invitation. So they fool you. They fool you with, with bribes and perceptions and being sweet to you and talking sweet and giving you little gifts, maybe psychic ability that you never had, right? And then they gradually start showing their true selves. But to come as a monster and mean and nasty, that ain't right. going to happen, all right? Because you're not... And no normal human beings would say, hey, yeah, come on. No. Right. I wonder if people that can see them, though, don't see them that way. So say it's almost like if your friend's dating somebody and they're just enamored by this person and you see the guy's true colors. Right. So I'm 
wondering if that could happen with people that can see demons. Like maybe so-and-so's demon is like this drop-dead gorgeous, charming person, but you see them as what they are. Exactly. Or maybe what they are energetically and, it, and you perceive it that way, whatever. Exactly. Um, but it's really... Um, I mean, you are on point right there. I mean, you are on point. You know, and that's and kind of what you need. Thing about that guy or that woman <laughs> that creeps me out, can't figure it right. out, creeps me out. There's your well, warning. We've all had friends kind of get like these magical offers, right? That seem too good to be true, and then later on, it ends up kind of turning on them, you know. Um, and so I feel like it's something like that too. Um, I have a few questions. Are you open to a few questions from me? You can ask me anything at all, anything. And I will tell you, if I don't know the answer, I will tell you that I don't know the answer. I will be, Perfect. I am the most honest person you'll ever meet. Awesome. So we have three questions in the chat. Um, I know one of them was about, come here, come here. Yeah. One was about the, you want to do that one first? With German. This is a white German shepherd. So she says, "Does this is Kat. I'll get to your question next, Sandra. And then I will get to, where is he, to Barry's question. Um, Kat asks, does Miss Ada think her dogs acts, act as protection also? Um, I can't speak for the one that you just saw because, believe it or not, he's not even a year old yet. Okay. <laughs> Junior is a spirit. He is better than any K2 meter you'll ever have. He's better than any spirit bot, anything. Okay, Junior detects them right away. And does he protect me? Um, he warns me, but he doesn't actually go after them. My girl that I just lost um, in December, but she was old. Okay, she was old. She was a protector against them. It seems to me, and that no offense to anybody, please, in my situation, it seems that the females are more protective. And it seems that the males are more able to detect them. You would think it'd be vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, but in the wild, contrary to popular belief, I've been to the Kalahari Desert for three weeks like an idiot. Studying <laughs> wild animal behavior. When you have packs like wolves and wild dogs, the leader of the pack is never a male. It's always a female. Okay. So when I describe these behaviors, you're, you know, you automatically assume that the boys will protect you and the girls will detect. No, the girls will protect and the boys <laughs> detect in my situation. Now I do use my dog's fingernails when you want to cut their their i don't call them paws i call them hands and feet that pause is just a term okay i take their fingernails not their backs but their fronts and i put them in mojo bags oh okay that's a what sort of property protection yeah yeah that's interesting but i mean yeah that so that answers her question I feel like my cat was like aware of stuff like that. Like he passed, but um, oh, the, are amazing, yeah. That I ha I was having like a really bad postpartum, and one day, like he bit me in the head, and he'd never done that. And I was so mad at him. I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And after he passed, I had like the it's gonna sound super crazy, guys. Like a visitation in my dream from him, 
And he told me why there was an attachment and he bit my head because he saw it around my head. Oh, so, um, <laughs> he wasn't okay, trying to bite me. Um, and that I worked very hard to get rid of that, but you know, but it made sense now. Cause I was like, why did yeah. he bite me? I was so mad. I was ready to get rid of him. I was like, hey, I'm not going to be doing that. What if he bites the baby, you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole time the poor baby was protecting you. Yeah. Exactly. And then, okay. So this one um, is from Sandra. And she says, a cult tarot deck has some demons referenced. Is this a bad portal? I have no idea what that question means at all. I don't understand the terminology. Yeah. So if you're working with a tarot deck that has demonic references. I only work with a writer, wait, writer, okay. Smith, whatever. And it does have a demon in it. Right. And that demon can um, mean many things. It can actually mean someone has an addiction, right? someone right. is um, abusive, okay? Someone is, thinks they're tied down and can't get loose, right? Mm, okay. It can mean money and it can mean soulmates. It just depends. You know, when I, when I read cards, I lay out 21. So it depends right. on the houses that they sit in and the cards that, okay. and, and of course it can mean demonic, right? right? I had a, a, a client once that she was very smart. Every time she met somebody online, she'd have a reading with me first before she went out with them. <laughs> and I recognized right away, thanks to that demon in my deck, okay, that this guy was a Satanist. And she did some further research and found out, mm -hmm. yes, he does. Is this a bad portal? Okay, my interpretation of a portal is... It doesn't fit into this question. Um, okay. Could you explain to me what she means? Um, Sandra, if you're here, can you clarify a little bit? I did see a deck out there that had demonic names on it. Um, oh, God. No. Because, because I have like the Archangel version. And yeah. when I was looking at that one, I saw um, a, like a fallen angel deck. So, oh um, oh, just, and there is demonic oh, themed tarot your invitation. and oracle um, cards, right? So I could see that. Okay. What does bad portal mean, Sandra? Yeah. Let's see if she's still here. Let's give her a Sandra second. Barnes, I think she's still there. Sandra. She, hi, Sandra. Okay. If she doesn't come in, let's, let's talk to Barry and then we'll see if she answers with clarification. Um, I had a scary experience with a shadow figure in my basement. My TV was turning on and off at night for two nights before it happened. And I felt this only once. <laughs> Why did this happen? So shadow figures um, can be anything. Okay. It can be a bad entity. It can be a good entity. And usually what happens is these entities use electricity, right, as a source of energy. So your TV going on and off you know, for two nights was this entity trying to, to use energy. Um, I did, I, I can't really talk about this too much, but um, I did go on another venture with Steve Shippey. And every time we had a shadow, I ran into it. Okay. And, you know, cause I, I just wanted to know right away what it was. I wanted to get, I just, so let me tell you, with one of them, one shadow, I was just about this far from the wall, not even, maybe a foot from the wall, and the shadow came right by me as if to say I wasn't even there. 
that was residual energy okay from something it was a what you call a residual haunting all right that's from the past it's memory then i was sitting down and a wolf came right by me i think that was an intelligent entity i didn't feel that um it was residual but it kind of was saying to me like i know it's safe to be with you i know it's safe to cross you all right then we saw a couple of other shadows that showed up just out of nowhere and i ran to them right hoping to catch that energy and it was so funny they would they would you know be at my back feel me out and leave so shadow figures don't necessarily mean that it can be an evil entity although here is my advice right always assume the worst always assume it's a bad thing and start reciting psalm 121 and I did not invite you here. Always made that clear. You know, no one invited you. I did not invite you here. Leave, leave, leave. Okay. You can throw salt water at it, holy water at it, um, um, Florida water, ammonia, ammonia. They hate that stuff. Open your door and chase them out. But you have some good recipes in here. <laughs> yeah. That's why your TV is going on and off. Okay. And what that shadow figure was, I have no idea, no clue. Like I said, it could be, you know, benevolent or malevolent, but just assume the worst. I hope that answers your question, Barry. Yeah, and also pay attention to how you feel around it. My goodness, um, if it's scaring you, then it's not. Well, I think sometimes too, a natural reaction is fear for. Oh, for that's the, true. Um, Especially if you're not messing with, like, if you've grown it, up with it, you're like, ah. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> but if it's something new happening, exactly. where did she go? Sandra. Okay. She said, um, okay. do I need to get rid of the deck? Um, King Solomon reference. So was it like a King Solomon deck or the King? Do I need, one? do I need to get rid of the deck? Sing, sing. I'm trying to say two words at one time. <laughs> King Solomon reference. I, I have RW. What does RW mean? Um, Ryder Wyatt. So oh, she has Ryder that one too. But okay. she, but I'm assuming one of her decks has a King Solomon reference with demons. Um, Kat ordered your book, so well, thank you, Kat. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, she says okay. I don't want to invite or attract demons. Will this deck invite them with the deck? Um, I would, I would just get rid of them. If they, yeah, if, if you're questioning it, I would get rid of yeah. it. Yeah, especially if it. And so you, when she asked me if this is a portal, it meant is it an invitation, right? Okay. Yeah. So that's that's two different. And um, monsters. What, what is the portal in your to you out of curiosity? Oh, wow. So I've learned one way. Some people opening. learn things. <laughs> it's an opening um, from an interdimensional world. All right. <laughs> and, you know, one can easily transport around. Okay. Yeah. That's what I learned. <laughs> in our world. One of my mentors used to use it to send energy into like that she didn't want to use anymore. And then sometimes people call energy in and I'm like, I'm not messing with portals. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. You know, I always say I'm afraid of nothing, but I got to tell you something. I'm afraid of portals. Okay. Cause you just don't know. Right. And they don't you play don't by your rules. Right. Um, there's a lot of questions about whether or not um, like people that have had abduction experiences 
are that the aliens are demons basically or the interdimensional beings visited them visiting them are demons because they take them against their will they they will take their consciousness sometimes and put it somewhere else um so and they leave like implants which could be you know a way of possession is um another gentleman's way of thinking so because yeah it's it's interesting I, I don't i don't know i mean i i I that's heavy duty stuff that I've never even considered. Yeah, my my friend, he won't mind saying Nathaniel Gillis. He talks a lot oh, about Okay, I'm the, sorry. Fire. Gifted. Oh, she wants to know how to get rid of them. Okay. So, this oh, is what That's a good question, need. right? If we find something evil, how do we get rid of it? <laughs> okay, so if it's something evil, right, you can um the best way is throw it in the sewer. <laughs> Okay, just to get rid of it. Um, I don't like throwing things in a river because I don't want to pollute the river. Um, but you want to put it in something that'll take it away. The other way, and you know, and I followed Johnny Zaffis on this, you know, bury it in the cemetery. So those are my options. I don't know if I would would um, um, light fire to it because we may give anything there more energy that would be my fear oh interesting yeah because a lot of people burn things that yeah, they a lot find. of people burn things and and you know i don't know that's just me it's just me well that that's you know, my, about the my thing. here's my thing about fire too okay if i were to set your blouse on fire okay what's your first instinct you're going to remove that blouse. And I think that's the way entities act also. So if there's a fire, they're going to escape it. Okay. So if, if, if you have a, um, uh, let's say your sofa, I'm going to use a sofa because I've had people actually burn their sofas, right? Outside, they take them outside and burn their sofas because it had some sort of an attachment or, or possession, right? And by golly, it didn't work. Well, entities aren't stupid, okay? <laughs> they know to, to, to leave and go somewhere else. I just don't like that fire thing. Yeah, that, that does make sense, especially if it doesn't work. Um, I had a friend that was talking to another medium that owned an antique store. And uh -huh. the, the woman was a witch, and she said that she liked selling people dolls because she could enchant them and see, see what, what they were doing. I was like, wow, that is, what I knew I didn't like dolls, <laughs> you know, to begin with, but it's, it's crazy what people want to do to, um, that's to true. violate your privacy, even on an energetic level. And that's humans, not even demons. So you gotta, <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. Right. Like she basically like puts herself into the doll. It's, it's crazy. But I was like, Ooh, let's not be friends with her because, you know, don't yeah. buy any dolls from her. <laughs> that's really, really bad. Somebody ought to do something magically buying that woman. That's really crummy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, she said that's creepy. Yep. A lot of people would have thought to burn it. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, we are past the hour by 15 minutes. I don't want to keep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fine fine with it. I'm fine with it because I'm talking to you, but I don't want to keep you too long. Oh, no, no, you're not keeping me. I thought I was keeping you. I always get paranoid when I talk too much. It's like, oh, Oh, no, no, not at all. No, no, we don't really have a good you know. I just tell the guests. I'm willing to take more questions. Yeah, if anybody has more questions, um, go ahead and put them in. So, I have a quick question with people. So, like I love old things. Like I love, like I don't have a lot of antiques in my house because of, you know, other reasons, but mm-hmm. I, I have had friends that buy things and my grandma even bought something that came with an attachment of a, a little girl spirit. Oh, and she was taking out my old dresses and my grandma's like, okay, we'll stop moving my stuff and I'll leave the dress out. You know, she had medium skills. So she was just like the little girl eventually like left, but I had another friend that bought a mirror hung it right over her bed. <laughs> and it seems like ever since that happened, that strange things happen in the house. Was it facing another mirror? Because two know. mirrors facing each other will create a portal. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I, I bet you. Ask her that. She ended up getting rid of it, but, um, okay. and, and the activity slowed down. All right. So we have Kat has a cat has a lot of good questions. She's amazing too, by the way. Oh um, my God. Kat, I have a whole chapter in my book, Voodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic, that you just ordered. Okay. And it is all about us. It is all about us. And let me find the chapter. Can you find the chapter here? Help me find the chapter. Let's it's see. all about us in the caregiving situation and you are really going to enjoy it because I everything that happens and um oh the reason i can't find this because i got the wrong i've written i have it on here. i have I it right here it's, it's on page one <laughs> yeah chapter five books. chapter five illness the effects on the infirmed and on the caregivers there you go. Thank you. That's perfect. I've never I'm seen anybody write, write about book. that. That's all right. You have a lot of them. <laughs> you have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that you ordered it too. She said that's one of the reasons she bought the book. Because I think, you know, on Amazon, you could see the, the the table of contents and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can read like the first few pages and then decide if you want the book. In some cases, oh, I don't know if it does it for all the books, but that. I know some books. But that's awesome, Kat. Yeah. That. So you're about to find out and what is Amazon two days? <laughs> so. You know, I just, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I look at the Amazon, like at the end of the week to see how many books sell. I don't look at anything else. Well, this one keeps popping up. I mean, this one was the first one that popped up for you. So it's definitely a seller, your, your hoodoo cleansing. Cause I initially, I just put your name and that was the first one. Oh, wow. And, and, wow. and then when this one came out, it just suggested it. So I was like, oh, why not? Because yeah, don't I forget to buy a, a list of demonic names. That's only on Amazon. And, oh, uh, cool. I think it's really, really good for anybody that's a paranormal investigator, a psychic, a medium, a witch, a metaphysical practitioner, especially newbies, you know, because you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. I had gotten some weird names when I was messing around with something I shouldn't have. Oh, you know, when I saw that that demon that um, I told you about that was in that doll, Mm -hmm. he actually came to me and told me his name. This was before I wrote the book. And I looked it up and it was, that was the first time I ever heard the name. And it was like, okay, yeah, you know. 
So the demonologist yeah. is going, what's the name? What's the name? I said, I'm not going to say it. I don't. Yeah. You're like, I'm not trying to give them more attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, gift, gift the books, buy the books for yourself. Is there anything that you want to address to the magical community or, you know, anything like that before we close up? Anything I want to. Oh, you know what? Um, come join me on my Facebook page. <laughs> Yeah, she does some amazing talks, guys. Miss Aida Psychic. Yeah. And, you know, we're just a nice little group and we talk to each other. And um, every other week I do a live event and I talk about something. And even if you go to my Facebook page, you can hit that drop down menu that says more. And there's a whole bunch of videos there that you can see. Very awesome. Will you be doing anything? Do you um, do you celebrate sol winter solstice or anything like that? Oh, I'm not a Wiccan. Okay. No. So, no, I don't. All no. Right. I love the Wiccans. I mean, good, 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 good people. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, we could obviously talk to Miss Ada. Aida. Oh, my gosh, I can't say it right. Miss Aida? Yeah, Aida. I've been saying it wrong all night. That's Sorry okay. That. <laughs> you know what? You didn't call me late for dinner. You didn't, you know, you didn't call me <laughs> dirty names. So I'm no, okay never, never. <laughs> um, she's amazing, guys. Check out her books and check out her Facebook. She has a lot of awesome things on there. I have her links in the description. So make sure you go follow that and show her some love if you're looking for some protection. On she's got other books too, but these are the two that I have. So I'm going to talk about them the list of demonic names and the hoodoo cleansing and protection magic. The, the, the things in here are very practical. It's not going to be like, go buy, you know, a tongue of the dragon or you know a taste bud of the dragon, you know, oh, it's there's very, no tongue of the dragon. Oh. you forgot, you forgot to put this only thing that's not in there. So <laughs> none of that, no, 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 I have new or anything like that, but you know, um, but thank you again for coming on and taking the time to do this. I've been looking forward to our conversation. And oh, uh, it's been fun and it's been interesting. I learned a lot from you. Thank you so oh, much. I, well, we learned a lot from you. So it, it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out for a minute afterwards when I end the broadcast. I just want to say thank you to everybody in the chat and listening now or later. Audio only on Anomalous Podcast Network, which I almost messed up saying that. And if you're watching later on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, give feedback. Um, give me a virtual high five or something. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, Miss Ida. I will see you backstage. Have a good night, thank everyone. You for